With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are Y Whales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Y Whales, wherever in the world you are. So today we have, it's not really an NFT project. It actually is an NFT project, but there's a lot more behind it, which is the utility and just the community side of things. And so this is something that really is like very near and dear to my heart, which is NFT projects that aren't all about the artwork. They're not all about the, the the theoretical, you know, there may be something on the other end of this. There's actual utility right off the bat and a lot of foresight that's gone into that. And so I'm here today with uh, Mr. Eric Sue of Leveling Up and Heroes. And, uh, you know, Eric, let's just go ahead and start off with the backstory. You know, where what was kind of your first exposure into cryptocurrency blockchain and, and really got you interested in this, in this asset class? Um, but for you, it kind of almost goes a little bit before that, you know, because this is, this is um, you know, leveling up heroes isn't something you just came up with. It's an evolution of what you've been doing for a long time, correct? Totally. Yeah. And first and foremost, thanks, Jay, for, for having me um, on this wonderful Why Whales podcast. Yeah, I guess, you know, my, my background is, um, so I played a lot of games growing up, right? So I, I was very much in the metaverse as like an 11 or 12 year old. Um, I went so far in games. Gaming made such a big, big impact on my life that um, I wrote a book called Leveling Up, which is, I have the, the German version right here, the German version right here. Um, so, you know, I, I did, I released the book um, in February 24th, 2021. And that's actually about two months before I bought my first, um, my first NFTs, which are, um, you know, a, a group of moon cats. Um, and so picked up a couple of moon cats. And then a couple months later, I was like, okay, I heard about this crypto punk thing. And I ended up picking up two. Um, and then I kind of never looked back from there. That's, Kind of a journey around the NFT side. I do want to answer your question around the uh, journey into cryptocurrency. Um, I, you know, when people say they bought Bitcoin early, it's like, are you rich? I certainly am not rich. I bought my first Bitcoin in 2013, and and you know, I, I like bought it for like three hundred dollars and sold it for like I don't know a couple thousand or something, yeah. and that's it. Um, and then in 2016, I saw Ethereum. I was like, man, this is going to be really big, and um, I wish I could have gone all in at that point. But um, yeah, I think it's. You know, to me, it's just the new layer of the internet. I don't think we're going to be saying Web three in ten years. It's just, you know, that's how we say it right now. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 I'm all in on this stuff. I would bet my life on this stuff. I would go that far. And um, yeah, I. That's kind of the the early journey into crypto for me. Yeah, and you know, it it really again. The, the early Bitcoin people, and, and I can say I was early, but I don't consider my, myself an OG. And I tell the story all the time. I bought 100 Bitcoin for $20. Like, it was so early, there was no use case. And the reason that the guy charged me $20 wasn't because they were worth $20. It was just what needed to charge something. And so, you know, hey, I don't know, here you go. These things that of which there was thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands floating around buying pizzas and, and nonsense at that time. Um, and so, you know, it was never something that, that a lot of us early on said like, oh, here's the, the currency of the future or, or anything that will hold actual value. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to, to, to at least have the exposure early on and the thought, it, it does take some time. And I was the same as you. I, when I first was like, 
okay, here's here's smart contracts. And that was the first time I go, okay, now it's interesting. The thought of like just digital currency was kind of boring. It's like, okay, well, you know, great, the government will do something or, you know, that, that's kind of hard to deal with. But now that there's dApps, you know, and, and everything else, there's a, there's a lot there. Why did you choose though, um, you know, when you, when you, what was the thing about NFTs that kind of got you to say like, you're, you're hooked? Because Mooncats yeah, moon and CryptoPunks today are very different than they were just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, the only collect the only physical collectible I have is like a Charizard Pokemon card. That, that's all I have. Um, to me, I'm... I, I try to be practical. Like I don't want to have a bunch of stuff. Um, I, I'm too lazy for that, right? I, to me, coming from a gaming background, I would pay a couple thousand dollars for a sword. I, I worked, you know, a couple weeks to get um, when I was about 11 years old or so. So I understood kind of the value of of trading um, game items and also, um, you know, armor. Like I, I remember I, when I was in eighth grade, I sold like a helmet for $3,000 in a game, a freaking helmet, right? So I, I see the value in this stuff. I, I see the value in collectibles. I'm like, this is it. Gaming NFTs will become huge, I believe. Um, and this, it, it kind of is like the intersection of, of business and gaming. So I'm like, this to me, it's native to me. It speaks to me. Um, I think there's so much you can do with it. I'm happy to talk about all the different um, use cases that I, I see um, happening long term. So Absolutely, yeah. Well, and let's get into that uh, a little bit in the, in the future, but... Um, Let's dive up in, into leveling up heroes and a little bit about you know what the platform is and then the the utility uh, NFT side of things if you don't mind. Sure. So leveling up heroes is a personal growth NFT and more specifically the the primary utility is it's a it's a mastermind right. Um, you can think of a mastermind as an event where you have like minded people get together and a mastermind isn't necessarily an event with thousands of people. Sometimes you know. You can get with a hundred or 150 people that are, you know, at the same level, and you just see magic happen. And the reason why I decided to create Leveling Up Heroes was because um, being in different groups like YPO, um, you know, Singularity University, TED, and also joining, you know, ma- these actual mastermind groups, I'm like, you know what? Um, I've seen the magic that happens when you're, you're able to connect and kind of collaborate, and then also elevate each other. And you know, I, I want to be able to do that for myself. And I've done a handful of events and masterminds over the last couple of years, um, but I want to be able to tie it to an NFT. And I, I thought it would be really cool if, if we would be the first kind of um, actual NFT, that uh, actual like mastermind NFT. And we actually did our first event in Austin uh, three weeks ago, so I think we accomplished that. But um, that's what it is. I, I, it's for us, there's, there's um, and you know, I'll, I'll share the high level right now. It's you know, we're looking for people that are, um, you know, founders, creators, investors um, to join this group. And um, we have different tiers, right? But the mastermind tier that I'm talking about, it is application only. And um, there are you know, about three events a year. What's the, uh, what, what's the current cost structure you're doing for those? Yeah, so right now it's at, um, once you're, you're in the group, um, it's... 1.5 ETH to join. We're actually going to up that to maybe three, maybe five ETH or so. Um, it's, it's it's down a little bit today. So you know it's uh, <laughs> it, it it it's been down a little bit. But what what I'll say is this: I, I think the simplest model, you know, down the road is we're probably just going to have like a flat fee structure. Um, and you know, because not everyone is onboarded to, to crypto, we'll probably take fiat. But then we're going to require them to learn how to get the NFT still, and we'll just airdrop them an NFT. Um, or they can just buy it, right? But um, we had originally planned for people to pay like the initiation cost, which was the cost that I just mentioned, but mm-hmm. also have to be like a pay-per-play model uh, per event. 
That's fabulous. You know, it, and and it's it's a really good point to bring up about these. You know, not everyone understands you know cryptocurrencies or, or NFTs or even blockchain. So. You know, we ran into this with Y Whales when we go, hey, look, we're going to deploy an NFT. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, this is, this is a community that at that point had been around for seven, eight months. Um, you know, uh, probably five, six hundred people at that point. And I go, okay, well, we at least should have three or four hundred of those people, at least 50% understand how to self custody and buy an NFT. And what I found was, Again, people that were every single day on our Discord, every single day on our, you know, week on our fireside chats and everything else, it was maybe close to 15% had any clue how to self custody or, or to deal with NFTs. So then it became this massive, like, educational push of like, how do we teach people? And so that just shows how early we are in the space. Um, it's very reminiscent, in, in my opinion, of, you know, the early days of, of, um, the web when people wouldn't even dream of putting their credit card in online. And if they did put it, they didn't understand how a shopping cart worked and, you know, where's it going to get shipped to and what, who do they call if there's a problem? Um, and I think we're really seeing a lot of that today. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I don't have any, there's not much more for me to add there. I would just say, yes, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's really early, and I, you know, so education. You know, the fact that you're willing to go to your to your members and educate them and say, okay, I, we understand that you're a mastermind. We understand you're at this level. Here's here's the future of of you know digitizing digital assets. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Has what's been the the feedback? Because you've been doing this now for a little while with Love and Up Heroes. What's been kind of the 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 best and worst feedback of of it so far? Because I always love hearing from hearing some of those stories. Totally. So when we did the event uh, three weeks ago, we, we ran a survey afterwards and the overall rating was 9.3, but I don't get a lot of value from compliments. I, I actually, criticism is criticism yeah. is more of a compliment for me um, because I get value from it. Right. So, um, you know, there was confusion around like, Hey, like, you know, um, a lot of the founders that were there, it's like, Hey, like the speakers like stole the show. Like the speakers were amazing. Cause they're all there to kind of learn about new strategies and tactics from a business growth and, and personal growth perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the venue itself, like they were, they were happy with that. Um, but there, there was some confusion too, because we have, we had, um, we had people were like, is this like an, like, there, is this like an NFT event now? Like, you know, um, what is going on exactly? Cause we actually blended like a mastermind that we had before. Right. So there's just, I, I think it's, it's really important for us to continue to, to, to iterate on what our messaging is. And, and for us right now, it's, it's, it's clear that it's a mastermind NFT. Right. And, um, you know, it, it's geared towards, um, founders and, the problem, the, the the main issue that we ran into was that we decided to have the mastermind and the conference together, right? So the first two days were a mastermind, and the third day was a conference where we had more. Um, we we have a lower tier called the magical tier, and the magical tier holders showed up. And once you have people that like are maybe like founder level and maybe like intern level, there wasn't like a skills match mm. there, and so we shouldn't have blended them together. So moving forward, it's just going to be like three masterminds a year, and then one big conference for kind of the the, the general uh, magical holders. That's fabulous. And, and, and I mean, but this is the power of what you're getting ready to do is that you can give an individual essentially ticket or proof of membership or proof of, proof of attendance to each person individually. And, and the cost to deploy it, um, if you have your systems and, and, and contracts set up rightly is, is negligible. Um, the thought that, you know, you could have a conference with a thousand people and issue a thousand unique 
um, NFTs to each one of these people that is kind of like how many of these conferences have they attended? You know, what, what is their speciality? And then allow, you know, on the back end to create dashboards that you don't even have to create that someone else could say, I want, I want to, you know, who is all the people in this category, that category. And, and it, it turns some of the power back to the community that they can see on chain. Who are these other people? Um, even if you don't know the names, you can, you can say, Hey, um, 50% of the people that came to this conference hold CryptoPunks. Like that's a relevant, you know, conversation starter you can have. Yeah. You know, there, what's interesting, um, the conference that we're going to next week, Permissionless, they have this, um, they use nftaccess.app and that that's, um, I thought it was fascinating because it's the ticket, like they'll verify you and then they'll give you the ticket in there and you can actually scan and get your, your, your ticket on, on Apple. So, yeah. 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 What did you, uh, and, and by the way, I loved the entire Permi, uh, what what they did, you know, so Blockworks and, and Permissionless, they did, you know, what's called Permies. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, they issued, I think it was 555 of these. Um, they are lifetime tickets to any of the Permissionless uh, conferences, which is run by Blockworks. So it's not a, a flat, you know, they're, they're a relatively large company at this point. Um, I wouldn't say blue chip because there's not much blue chip left in, uh, if in the market today. Um, for anyone who's listening kind of later, this is, uh, I believe, what, March, May 12th. Uh, so yesterday was... <laughs> uh, Luna disappeared. And, um, you know, but, but the idea that, you know, hey, it, it has a utility on, on day one. So that's, it's, it's VIP access into the conference. There are some special parties for these holders. And, and, and instead of it just losing its value and saying like, it's no longer relevant, like that it's a general admission pass, you know, really going forward. Uh, you know, they did sell them for, I think it was about 1.1 ETH uh, a piece that peaked right around seven or eight ETH um, when people kind of finally realized what it was. Um, but I thought the number was correct. You know, there's so many people trying to do thousands and tens of thousands of these, of these NFTs. And, and, you know, Eric, you and I share the same, same passion for, for communities. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's quality over quantity. Yep. Yeah. People end up staying for the the community at the end of the day. It's it's a retention mechanism. And um, you know, for me, I'm not interested in any short term cash grabs. I, you you aren't I, anybody that's part of the Y Whales community. It's just not how we think because we know the way to grow a business is is long term. Um, so I, I just know that you know when I'm able to to find like minded people, just um, long term, like all the things that we're going to be able to do. Forget about trying to win their business or whatever. It's just um, you know if people actually like you, like. It just goes way further, and um, you just never know what's going to happen, right? So it's it's the serendipity that happens when you're able to create um, moments like this. So you've been doing, you know, obviously, I want to jump back over to kind of um, uh, leveling up heroes because to me, it's 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 just it's again everything that I believe that Web three is about. It's a community, and you know, a lot of these people don't know each other, um, which is a little different than Y whales. And Y whales, a lot of the people know each other or have known each other, or know of each other, and now they're just in a, in a, a community of which they're able to interact in a, a more fluid manner. Um, you know, leveling up heroes though, you you've kind of got a little bit of the opposite. Most of these people have maybe heard of each other, but have never communicated or, or interacted in any other way. What do you what do you find happens when you put them either A in a you know Discord server or or online chat as well as bringing them in person? You know it's funny. Um, a lot of the people in the this leveling up heroes uh, epic tier, that's the mastermind tier, um, they're seven to nine figure um, founders and they a lot of them don't um, have a ton of crypto. And in fact, like this NFT is the first one that they ever got. So asking them to get, you know, join a discord is, is like, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough, right? So, yeah. you know, we, we just, you know, getting them to use telegram or WhatsApp is actually much easier. Um, so that's how we, that's how we communicate. Um, but in, in general, you know, after they go to the first event and they meet each other, um, they become friends quickly 
And um, there actually are a handful of YPO and also EO people that are in the group. So um, they, they already under, understand kind of the power of community. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely amazing. The the roadmap that you have for everything that you have that that's coming up for you guys uh, th- this year and beyond seems relatively, you know, um, and I, I hate to wear this word like well within your your wheelhouse. Like I didn't I didn't see any stretch goals on here. Was there is there anything that in your mind you haven't put on the roadmap because it's it's one of those you'd rather uh, under promise and over deliver or you know kind of what's your what's your long goal on this. You know, like even this week, actually right before this call, I'm lucky I got out of that project. It's, um, you know, one of those anime-related projects, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, and, you know, it, it just shows how important it is to... to um, a, I think there's a there's you have to know who you're working with. You have to understand the team. You know what have they actually accomplished in the past? In this case, they've accomplished some negative things in the past. Um, and you know, I think if you're over promising on your roadmap, that's one that that's already a red flag, I believe. And if you're if you're not kind of revealing who you are as a team, that's another thing too, right? To me, this is like angel investing. Um, yeah. And so um, I that's why for us, I, I think it's important that. Um, we, to your point, under promise and over deliver, right? Like if it, if it, anything else comes in, it, it's going to be a surprise. Um, so uh, like people were asking when we we're launching, they're like, you know, when are you going to do the game? When are you going to do like, when are you going to re- do like a, like a, you know, private parties and all that? I'm like, no, we're just going to do these masterminds and like, that's it. And then every now and then we might do a dinner and that's it. Um, and then I might share some alpha here and there, but I'm not going to, um, I don't want to disappoint, you know? Yeah, you know, and and we hear the same thing all the time. You know, why whales? We we have uh, you know NFTs on chain. We're getting ready to launch our, our generation twos on on another chain. And, and to us, we use it as is not just uh, you know proof of membership and and all these other things. We we like. I mean, it's it's. You know, we did Ethereum, we did Polygon, our, our new ones on Solana, and and you know, each iteration, um, it's about going out and exploring, and and then being able to share with our community what was the experience of of that development, um, because it's it's incredibly expensive, as you well know, to do these things, and so kind of the experimenting um, that you can do and share with the community when they say, hey, how did you do this? What it you know how what worked, what didn't work, um, has a ton of value so early on uh, now, and I'm sure you get I'm sure you get the questions all the time of like how did you know would this work for their company? Yeah. Um, and, and we do have a lot of companies reach. So the, the main business I have is an ad agency and there's a lot of pe- brands reaching out and saying like, how do we do this? How do we do this? Um, and, you know, actually I'm smart enough. They're, they're all just trying to, to under promise. They're just trying to, you know, release like a, like a picture and, and just ride the, the trend of NFTs. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's one step at a time. You know, for us, I w- we wanted to make sure that we got the event right. And if you do the event right, um, and once you start you start showing pictures to the outside community um, that you can actually execute, that's worth its weight in gold because ninety nine percent of the projects out there can execute because they're focused on making short term money. Yeah, and and you know, again, I, I talk about it all the time, and this is this is your podcast and your show, and so I'm kind of again, we're so aligned, it's kind of hard for us to to interview each other in this capacity. But you know, my core thesis is for why whales is as we grow is uh, that communities um, properly formed under under things like DAOs, uh, which again, very early in the technology phase, will we'll have just as much, if not more, power than Fortune 1,000 companies do today. And I think that you can really see that. You, you run a company, I'm sure you have some amazing employees, amazing staff and whatnot, but the difference of, of having the passion and engagement of a community is, is, is one of those things that you can see that if you don't have a founder um, like yourself that really has the, the temperament to be able to absorb that level of energy and distribute it 
you know, evenly and, and cautiously over the community, you, were, you run into some real power grabbing, you know, egotistical things that we're seeing across across Web3 right now because it, it is an immature um, and very early phase. You know, do you, do you feel that level uh, of difference of your community versus your company? Yeah, I would say um, the good news is we've they're they're kind of similar and they're they're also kind of different. Like we we did establish like if you're going to be a part of this community, we have our our uh, core values for leveling up heroes, and like we'll kick you out of the group if yep. if you violate it. Right? Uh, for example, if you're if you're like a, a mean person, um, but you know. There are people in here that are. I mean, I, I would just say the level is different, right? You have people that are professionals at, in in the company, and then you have people that are maybe you know starting out in their career. They're, they're all different walks of life, right? Like we were just talking to um, former guests of your podcast, Matei and and Cat, and you know they made a good point. It's like if you have the money, anybody can buy a board ape, right? But there's no there's no filter, and um, that actually leads to you know potential dilution of of, of the brand, right? Um, so I I think it's it's a little more difficult to keep people aligned because everyone has different values, um, and so you know at least for our epic tier where we're controlling the group, maybe it's a hundred hundred fifty people or so. Um, that will be I think we can get much more alignment quicker. I think with the broader audience, with the magical tier, where we have a couple thousand or so, um, that will be more difficult. So um, I don't envision us ever being like completely fully aligned, but that's fine because it's, it's, uh, it's a much larger group. Yeah, and, and and there there's nothing wrong with tiers. There's nothing wrong with you know kind of you know putting people into into various buckets because you know there, there's been enough studies over enough decades about how many people you can effectively interact with. And you know even when you go and say, look, on a global scale, here's here's a variety of tool online tools. It, you still can only chat so many hours a day. You still can only follow so many conversations. And so I think it, your approach about it is entirely correct. Um, and I, I, I predict, and whether I'm right or not, you'll end up you know, kind of dividing the people into those larger groups into smaller sub-buckets based on, based on interest or geography or, or other conferences they attend to, or allowing them to kind of uh, self-filter themselves out. So what else? Yeah, what, I want to talk about you know kind of let's go back to gaming because it's your passion, yours, and and what got me into the first uh, Bitcoin purchase I had came from Eve Online. So I entirely interesting. How did that come about? So if anyone has ever played you know these massive uh, online online games, there's a lot of action and then there's a lot of downtime. And so uh, with Eve Online, you would have uh, these, they're called corporations, and uh, you would have alliances and everything else. And there would be times where there's, you know, dozens to hundreds and sometimes thousands of people sitting around for hours doing nothing um, from all walks of life, from all over the world. So to me, it was one of the first exposures I had to kind of a global potential, you know, kind of community that was wrapped around this game. Um, now, again, you're, you're locked in, you're paying a subscription fee to, uh, to, to the game developer. But what it was is, um, you know, real money trading was was banned. It's illegal. If they catch you doing it, you're totally, you know, they'll, they'll ban your account, kick you out, and whatnot. And so there were some people that were doing it with with Bitcoin, and they were they were talking about it, and you know, it was really designed for again. There's no monetary value. It was just they were using them back and forth. And so one night, one you know, one of the guys just said, "Hey, I'll walk you guys through. Who wants to do it? We'll we'll walk you through how to create a wallet." Um, and uh, you know. 
I'll, I'll you know for twenty bucks, whoever wants it, I'll send you send you some coins. And uh, so I just said, great. And we, we you know as as my little spaceship was floating out in space doing absolutely nothing, we we logged in, and uh, it was actually Stephen Pear, who's the uh, founder of BitPay, that finally was able to kind of help me remember what in the world I was doing. Because now to be clear, I bought the the hundred bitcoins for twenty dollars, and then when I upgraded the computer, you know maybe a year or later, just threw them away because I, I had no idea you know what to do with them, and I didn't know anyone else that that even knew like what they were back then. This is early 2010. And you know what what Stephen was able to help me remember is it was not there was no wallet. I was actually logging in to the an actual Bitcoin node to interact with with a wallet, which is why it was so complicated and I never could figure out, you know, I had my address, but I had no one else's address and no one wanted them. So it was kind of like one of those things. But you know, you, you think about again, that was an early community that was able to teach me something. I didn't learn out anything obviously from it um but it provides exposure into things that you may or may not have ever known wow that's crazy so you have 100 bitcoin sitting out there it could be worth 200 million dollars down the road uh, but I, I i'm with you on that it's um I, I played a lot of mmos growing up a lot of everquest a lot of world of warcraft and um yeah man i i think it's inevitable i know we're in a down market right now but um hey you know that the volatility is is what we get uh, in exchange for the upside so <laughs> Yeah. So when you think about the gaming and, and what you would do, you know, with all those the, the the shields and everything else, if you actually own them, they were in your wallets, and and they were also cross compatible, you know, with with games. Would you choose games that are that are cro- that have cross compatible assets versus those that are siloed, uh, like they are today? I would. So there's um, if those of you that get, that can see the video, let me point a little closer. So that's one of the NFTs. That's one of the profile pictures I have for leveling up heroes. Um, that character is known as the Wanderer. So I used to play a druid in EverQuest, and druids are very versatile, right? They can teleport, they can heal, they can do damage. Um, so uh, when I was 11 or 12, I had spent two, three weeks trying, maybe longer, trying to get the sword, um, which was an epic weapon, and um, with basically really hard to get. And then, and like, I actually got a fever trying to get that sword, right? So I, I worked really hard to get that that weapon. Like I'd leave the speakers on at night waiting for a monster to spawn, like all this stuff. Um, and so that one has sentimental value to me and I just want it for its, its aesthetic. And like I would pay a couple thousand dollars for that to display it as an NFT or if I ever play another game, um, be able to have that as a, as a, you know, as a sword, right? Like, or, or you know, show it off. Um, so do I think cross-functional NFTs will happen long-term? Uh, I hope so, but I can also see them not happening at all, right? But you know, I, I again, I'm hopeful. You know, I, and it's funny you, as we talk about this. I really haven't thought about about it in a, in a long time with Eve. I still. <laughs> still have one or two accounts that are active that I paid I haven't played in years and years and years but but I keep those active because that's the only way to keep my assets you know that I did spend years you know with all these spaceships and these weapons and you know all the, all these characters and accounts and, and everything else and I don't care about training you know or doing any of the, the gamified stuff anymore but I have an actual connection to these, and and usually about once a year or so, when when I get the email saying like your subscription has been renewed for another hundred dollars, yeah. it's like I will just log in and just it just kind of look through my my armory and just be like okay, and sometimes I'll take a spaceship out of a, out of one of the uh, stations and look at it and, it, and it means something. And to be honest, you know, now that we're we're talking about it, going through with it, same as your sword, I, I would love to be able to have that in a wallet or in something that other people could see because it, it would spur conversations and it happened the other day on Why Whales. Um, I, I said something about Eve uh, Eve online and you know two or three other members instantly pinged me. They're like, do you still play? 
do you want to play? Do you want to log in? And it, it, no, I don't want to log in. It's like I won the game. I quit. Like I, that's that's the only way you win is just by quitting. Um, but but it really says something about you. It says something about what you you know what kind of level you got to in that game that you did spend time and it, it creates you know a, a commonality that you would never put on LinkedIn or Facebook or anywhere else. Yeah, wh- whatever you spend money on really says who you are, right? Like there's that NFT over there, the ships you bought. There's that. Those of you that can see that statue over there, like I, I bought a, that's a Warren Buffett bust, right? So um, it, it, A, it reminds me not to be stupid, but B, like it, there's value in all the learnings, right? So I, yeah, sentimental value. I, I think human beings are, we're, we're weird in that way. So that's awesome. So what other communities have, have you joined that kind of got you inspired to do, to do what you did with leveling up? And, and I know you're in marketing, so you're, you're kind of, this is the stuff you look at all the time. Yeah, so um, obviously we're we're in YPO. Um, you know, I was an EO previously. Um, I mentioned the TED community. So those of you that watch TED Talks, um, I've seen kind of the magic that happens there. Singularity University is another one. Um, but also on the marketing side, um, there was this mastermind before called War Room, and I, I like some of the aspects around it. I think um, you know just the way it was structured, the learnings, um, the relationships, um, and there's some things that maybe I didn't like so much. And so um, you know I, I learned to take the things that I really liked from from each of these kind of um, you know groups that I was a part of, and um, you know decided that to to make our own and kind of continue to to iterate on it. So um, yeah, I. I can't say enough about these because, you know, our, again, Uncle, Uncle Warren says, um, you know, that the biggest investment that you can make is, is in yourself. And so, you know, when you're investing in education, which is AKA these groups, um, you know, it's the, the long-term benefits are kind of a no-brainer. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I, I will always continue to say over and over how early we are. But, but, you know, the fact that you hold, uh, you know, a punk, the fact that, you know, you have, you know, the first generation of, of, a, of a couple of these, these NFTs, it, it kind of, it, it's a little bit of proving your clout. And not only is it proving your clout because everything's on chain. And so if someone really is saying, I want to know who Eric is, you know, I want to know Eric's clout in, in the Web3 world, um, you know, it's very different than, than a lot of these, you know, doc, these, these Anon teams, you know, they can look and say like, oh, he, he is owned this for X number of years. Um, he didn't, you know, go like there's people that go spend millions of dollars to buy a, a board ape, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Um, but there's a different perception of someone that just spent, you know, $4 million to buy a board ape and someone that spent $400, uh, to, to buy a board ape. And, and again, it's hard to quantify those because the person that bought it for $4 million could have used ETH that they paid $400 for. So there's a lot of variance in this and you can kind of investigate and understand based on the fact that it is an open ledger. But by the way, when you're, when you're early too, sorry to interrupt. Um, it's, the, the ape that I have, right. It's, um, just speaking about community real quick. Um, you know, I, I ended up joining this, this, um, there's a tweet that went out saying, Hey, Miami apes, we're going to do a dinner. Right. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I have an ape. I like, I just happened to get an ape and, um, a bunch of apes got together. There's like 30 of us. Um, and we, we had dinner over here and then, um, you know, next to me. So I had an entrepreneur sitting next to me and he actually happened to listen to one of my podcasts and he, he was just like, he was being really nice to me. And I'm like, okay, the content marketing works. Right. But he was like, Hey, you got to check out this group. And so, um, that eventually led to me, I'm trying to pull this up over here and pull this hat up over here. So that led to me joining this, um, this alpha group called JPEG Morgan. And there's, <laughs> there's two groups that I get the most value from in, in the world of NFTs. One is Y whales and I'm not just blowing smoke here. Um, but the other one is JPEG Morgan. So, um, I, my point is, you know, when you're in early, 
and you jump on opportunities quickly. I'm not saying you have to look at every single opportunity. Um, you, you, like serendipity le- just leads you to all these things, and and being in this group has led me to all these other opportunities and all these other collaborations. And uh, being in YWAL is kind of same deal too, right? So that's kind of the early benefit of of getting in early. Not only do you get to buy in early, but you get the kind of the early um, the early community as well, which I think is arguably worth more. Yeah, I mean, it, we are going to see the evaporation. You know, we're seeing the evaporation of an entire level one today. Um, but 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 we're going to see most of, most of these JPEGs and 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 just you know garbage NFT projects uh, of a prop from a anon team promising the world and the, and the moon and the stars will disappear and go go to zero. In fact, I think most of them already did over the past week. So, but but what's going to be left is these really strong communities. And you know, I I buy a lot lot of, of NFTs and I, I kind of, everyone's got to go through their path of like what works, what doesn't work. And so I own, uh, you know, a variety of projects, but the ones I find I had the most value, value from have probably the lowest, you know, kind of resale value of them, you know, so something similar to, uh, you know, level and up heroes, it's, it's a, you know, you have to apply, there's an NFT, the NFT costs money. But I'm not buying it because I want to resell it later. I, I, I'm buying these things because I, I need access. I want to be part of a, of a community, and I think that you're going to start to see quite a bit of that happen down the road. Um, you know, where it's it's really it's just a different way of paying for membership. It's a different way of of interacting online that that people aren't used to now. Yeah, I, I think. Look, it's to your point. It's um, we're not even in the first inning right now. I think it's, you know, we're kind of playing baseball with, uh, my, my friend used this analogy, we're playing baseball with sticks right now. Um, and so, I, I mean, this, you know, people like to compare it to the early days of the internet, I, I would say yes. Um, and so, you know, early days of the internet, Early days of the internet too. When you played games, you joined clans. Those were communities. Um, when you played MMOs, you, like you got together with a group of forty people to do, you know, dungeons or, or, or dragon raids, right, yeah. or, or eighty people, whatever it is. So, yeah, you know, th- and then you have the real like. A- there's there's more than the artwork, and then there's the code behind it and everything else that you can do. And I, I think we haven't really seen even even the fractional potential of what an NFT can do because quite simply, there's not a, a wallet that exists that 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 in any way, shape, or form uh, I, I believe is even close uh, to the true potential of what a blockchain can do. I mean, the fact that you know I, I can own an NFT on Ethereum and it's going to cost me you know five to twenty to a hundred dollars to move it around just in anywhere else. I mean, at this point now, I've got wallets filled with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of NFTs. I don't even remember where, where they came from or what they did because everyone just keeps airdropping things into into my wallets, which is great. But I don't you know I don't know what your project is and I have no way to go figure it out because they're also terrifying because there's no such thing as antivirus. Um, or or anti uh, you know kind of smart contract attacks out there. Yep, look, I think I mean a lot of interesting use cases, right? I have a friend who's um, you know his course is actually an NFT, and then the the course can actually appreciate because of the community, and someone that you know went through the course can actually resell it, and they can be part of that community, right? Um, that's interesting. There's a actually a YPOer that is planning to um, put a lot of um, health data actually, um, you know. Um, make them like make your health data like an nft right mm-hmm. um i forgot what the exact benefit what uh, of it was but it actually seemed really compelling um to be able to oh let's say you own your data your health data right you can actually yep. sell it um and you know because there's there's a lot of um health providers out there that would like to buy that data right and so um you know the power kind of goes back into the, the the hands of well the actual creator of that data right which is you 
Yeah, yeah. and and you know, there's again, it's it's the ownership, the the decentralized. Like, I don't, I can move it around. I can take it from from one chain to another. And I think that's something most people don't understand. Is even if you buy it on Ethereum, you you can bridge, you know, to to other chains and hold them on other chains. You may lose utility. You may that may not be where that community is. But the fact that you own it and you can move it around, I'm sure there's a lot of people moving whatever NFTs were on Terra off of that chain today before before it shuts down. Not not because. Um, you know, they want to, but at least they have the ability to, you know, when, when, uh, you know, how many games, I, I love that you're a gamer. I mean, how many games have you played that are, they're gone, they're shut down. You couldn't even, you know, I pay, I pay a hundred dollars a year to maintain my spaceship so I can go look at them. But there's games that I, I did have, you know, a lot of fond memories of that are just gone. I, they shut down the servers and it's, it's no, no longer in existence. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm trying to think. World of Warcraft is still kind of around, but the other ones, oh, maybe there's an EverQuest Classic survey spun up somewhere. But um, yeah, most of the stuff is is gone. And um, you just reminded me, I ne- I might need to do something with um, my remaining uh, Terra. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, last I saw, it was it was under a penny. So it, it may be just a, for holding on to for prosperity's sake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I meant um, I, I meant um, the U.S. Terra stablecoin. Yeah, yeah, no, but, you're, uh, which, same, which is same. that point? It's at 0.35 now. I think the Luna is actually at like less, like less than yeah, a penny. Lu- yeah, yeah, Luna's Luna's been. I, I think at this point, there's trillions and trillions of Luna that they created, trying like just trying to allow people to get out of UST. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, there's a really good point, and let's let's jump over to the Luna thing if you don't mind having a, a quick conversation on it because it sounds like you were on there. Um, that was built by a community. That was built by you know some really really insanely smart people that had a thesis. Um, you know, Do Kwan, I I think is unequivocally a genius. Um, but you know, it, it what you saw was um, a lack of probably respect for how scary the space is too. Um, you know, when you have people kind of uh, taunting the SEC, when you have people kind of taunting other other large large projects and, and and hacking groups saying like, yeah, come at me, man, you can't do anything. Well, you're, you're looking at what happens today. I mean, there's 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 a lot that has to be said for respecting a global community, even if they're not, even if they're not inside your inner circle. Yeah, I mean, I you know, there, there's a lot of theories out there on like whether this was like a like a coordinated attack or whatever. Um, you know, I. I, I don't know at the end of the day. I just, um, and I don't know enough about it from like a technical standpoint. All, all I know is, um, you know, this type of stuff is, I, I think it will make the space more resilient um, and it will teach people to act more like professionals because I think we see a lot of, la- there's a lack of professionalism in, in the Web3 space right now. Um, it's funny because on the ad agency side, when, when people come to us, they're like, you know what, Eric, like we want to work with a, a Web2 agency that understands Web3. And I say, why? And they say, because people, anybody that says they have a Web3 agency is like a joke right now. I'm like, what do you mean by a joke? They're like, they're just not professional, right? And so that, that word, like I never really put a lot of um, emphasis on that word before, but I, I guess for the first time in my life, um, I see the value in it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look. At, at the end of the day, you know, we we come from YPO, and we're we're a group of you know uh, CEOs, presidents, and 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 business owners and entrepreneurs from around the world. And I would say that a majority of the world, like most articles, would say like CEOs and presidents have you know little little value, and you know the values and the people that were working for them. Um, you know, as as a CEO now for you know I've got my ten thousand hours in this role. It's it's the most terrifying and, and horrible job ever, um, because at the end of the day everything relies on you to to win or lose. And I think that and again with what you're doing, providing an actual outlet, 
the um, for people to to speak and and be heard and and similar to YPO, similar to to some of these other ones. But you know, the saying "it's lonely at the top" is is extremely true, and it and it really is one of those things. You know, people are like, "Oh, Jay, whatever you're," you know, "you're you're you, you don't know what real problems are." It it's it it's a lot. I mean, there there's a lot here, and I understand everyone's got different stresses in the world. But the fact that you've created a community uh, of people that that you know may not have access to something like YPO or Y Whales or, or a variety of these other things, but they can come to Level Up Heroes, and you're willing to onboard them, and that's that's one of the biggest things is you're willing to take people out of the wild, and 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 help them better themselves. Like I, I love that. Yeah, and and thank you for that. I I think it's there's definitely value in like a YPO, Y Whales. I, every community is different, right? And everyone can put their own spin on it. You know, for us again, it's it's three events a year, right? Like you know, with YPO, you have the worldwide network. You know, you have your kind of a global events. You have your forum. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, and um, I, I think it's just about. A, who do you identify with? Like, who do you actually vibe with? And then, you know, does does their community actually look good to you? Um, that 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 really is. I mean, people like to gather with people that are like minded, that they know, like, and trust. Um, and that's that's happened since the beginning of of humanity. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, like I said, I absolutely love the conversation about this because it it really is so near and dear to to what we do. How did you, um, you know? What what's the criteria? Just real quick, as as we're kind of you know coming close to the end of this, what's the criteria for someone to join leveling up? Yeah, so for the leveling up epic tier, which is the mastermind tier, um, I'll kind of focus on that one here. Um, so that one is ideally you're a seven to nine figure founder. There's an application process if you go to the site, um, and then you know it's asking about what, kind of what your core challenges are and what you would bring to the group because um, we want to make sure it's it's um, you know. Um, we want to be able to help, but also we want to be able to see what kind of superpowers that you have, right? Um, we want to make sure that the group is very balanced and it's it's a power group because it's a quote unquote mastermind. Um, and that way, you know, if there's something that you're looking for, and you know, if we align, great. If not, we'll just say, hey, like this is not the right fit. Um, so that's really what it is, and um, we cap the group. You know, each mastermind meeting is capped at um, you know at 150 people, um, and there are as of right now, as of this recording, as of May 12th. Uh, 2022. There are we're only allowing for 345 holders. Um, that might change down the road, but um, you know that's what it is for the the epic tier. And then for the magical tier, um, anybody can buy that, and that's you know access to kind of the the one event, and then the Discord, and then um, other alpha that we might drop. You know, I, I, I again, it's 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 such an amazing thing because the amount of time, energy, and effort that you put into, and you're not just, again, you have people that aren't web three. We, we talked about that earlier on the show. So there's some people that are having to understand this. So you're providing the value of not only, you know, the resources of the, the convention or the, the, uh, to the community and, you know, the, these talks that you do multiple times a year, but you're actually educated on what's on the future of digital assets. So, um, you know, which, which is a challenge in and of itself. Yeah. And the other challenge is you, Educating people on Web three in the space, but also making sure that we balance it with people um, that are business pros, right? So for our next event, we have some um, some kind of key opinion leaders um, in the world of, of business coming to speak. But also, I want to balance that out with Web three people, right? Um, and so it, it's an interesting um, balancing act that I have to go through right now. But I think once everyone's onboarded, I, I think um, you know we won't have to worry about that as much. So, how many? What's what's the size staff it takes to run leveling up heroes? Yeah, um, right now the team, and we're actually meeting in about 40 minutes over here. Um, I think there are around eight or nine people on the team right now. And okay. um, it's a um, really strong group of people that actually, like, you know, they, they all own NFTs and they're really deep in this space. So that's big. That's fabulous. 
All right, Eric. So uh, my favorite section uh, of this is the alpha drop section. So as everyone knows, there's no financial advice here. Do whatever you want. But but you are an avid NFT collector. You're an avid trader. Um, you and I have talked about some of your your, your DeFi, uh, you know, um, endeavors you've done over, over the years. Um, what what do you what do you see out there that's just really captured your attention recently? Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, I I don't really trade. Um, so that's why I have the Warren Buffett bust. Um, it just remind me to not be a dumbass. Um, so you know, I I'm I'm largely a buy and hold type of guy. Um, and because I just want to the whole, if you're not going to hold it for ten years, don't even hold it for ten seconds. Um, so I ha- I've really only sold I think three NFTs. I sold a proof collective that I bought for two ETH. I sold it for thirty because I thought it was overvalued, and then it shot up to like one fifty or so. Now it's gone down, so who knows what will happen. Um, and then I, I sold, um, I sold one of those anime NFTs, which will not go named right now because of what happened in the past week. Um, but l- largely, like the the ones that you mentioned earlier, like I, when I look at NFTs, I look at from a marketing mind. I'm like, okay, is there a community? Um, and you know, do I believe in this project for the long term? So when I bought into um, Apes, obviously there's a community there. Uh, when I bought into World of Women, um, when I bought into Doodles, like those have all have a strong community. And you know, even the one that I sold recently, like strong community, right? A proof, same com- community as well. The CryptoPunk I own, that that's that's more art history. But um, I want to make sure that even if it goes to zero or we go through like a, a long bear period, that um, there's a group of people there that I can line with because the community is is the retention mechanism at the end of the day. Um, so that's what I'm interested in. I mean, right now I do have an open seat tab open cause the clone X is just dropped like to 12 or so. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm on all these NFT alpha groups and you know, there's like clones, like there's this, there's that. Um, I just try to focus on ones that I think have blue chip potential for the most part. And in some cases I'm just supporting friends from time to time. Um, and then largely on the investing side, long-term, do I believe, um, Bitcoin's going to be around in 10 years. Yes. Uh, Ethereum. Yes. So largely dollar cost average into those. And then maybe a little bit into, um, a little bit into Solana. I still believe in Chainlink, um, into Avalanche as well. So those are kind of the, the main things. Yeah. And, and listen, there, there's no right or wrong. I, I think what we're seeing right now is, is, you know, the, it, with this crash, uh, to me, it's, it's proof of work versus proof of stake. Um, and we're seeing proof of work just holding strong compared to the proof of stake, you know, alts, uh, which again, for all the promises that they have of lower energy and faster everything, um, you know, they, they're also sinking faster, uh, than anything else. So it, there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, when, when you're, in the marketing agency, and I want to ask this question real quick. I I see it all the time. I, I consult on five to ten projects a week, and so often they come to me and they go, "Here's this beautiful artwork that we want to sell, and here's this great name behind it," you know. And I, I go, "Okay, so you know, what do you what do you want to do with it?" Well, we you know we'd like to sell ten thousand of these, and and we just need a contract so we can put them on chain. I go, "Who's going to buy these?" Oh, there you don't know this artist. She's got a great following. Do any of these people? <laughs> Even know what an NFT is, and so you know what what what's your experience been with that? You know, at the ad agency where you have to educate them to go well. Yeah, this isn't this isn't as easy as you think. Yeah, I mean, it's still very early days right now, but I I think we've really honed in around. Hey, like we're not going to build your business for you. Like building an NFT project is is very much like building a startup right now. It's building a business, and so. You know, just like how we work with SaaS companies or, or e-commerce, it's like, hey, once you figured out product market fit and, and you have some type of funnel working, that's when you go to a marketing agency to put fuel on the fire. Um, right now, there there is no fire, right? And so, you know, when we're going to work with an NFT project, we look for some a project that's uh, post sale, right? So we 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 say no to the the vast majority of of pre sale projects. 
unless it's like a large brand and has a lot of potential and they have resources because you know at the end of the day you're setting um like if you're coming up, if you're coming up with a new project and you're expecting the agency to figure everything out for you and you, you're just looking for like a throat to choke there it's going to be bad because you end up wasting time not only on the agency side but your side too and um you just end up wasting a lot of effort too right so um and, and money obviously yeah no, absolutely. Uh, Eric, if people want to know more, obviously there's leveling up. If they want to follow you, uh, you on Twitter or any of these kind of fun social platforms? Yeah, so um, if you want to learn more about um, leveling up heroes, you can go actually go to just uh, live.levelingup.com. Um, and so you know that's a URL where it'll actually show you the info on the site. Um, and then me on socials, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Eric O-S-I-U, so Eric O-S-U, and that's it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming by. And uh, for all you Y Whales out there that are watching this, this is Eric. He's on our, he's in uh, our Y Whales YPO server. Uh, so make sure to say hi if you have any questions. And for everyone else, uh, you really, really go check out Leveling Up Heroes. And if you're not part of any of these, you know, kind of, uh, closed communities uh, that are around Web3, I, I would really highly recommend looking at this one because Eric's is open to you know anyone that qualifies because uh, there's a lot of them that like like Y Whales right now is, is still closed to anyone in the public. So I think that you know getting in early is is not financial advice, but you should really be taking a look you know heavily at 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 these early communities because they will be the first to understand the space and the first to really truly be able to take advantage of a lot of the opportunities over the next few years. So Eric, awesome, man. Can't wait, can't wait to, to, well, I got to join. So that's what I got. That's my uh, homework after this podcast. Thanks for having me, Jay. Awesome. See you guys. Why Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbach, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. YWales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. Why Whales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.